Hi guys, welcome to episode 30 of The Beauty of Ugly. My name is Sim Tong and let's talk about some stuff. I have been uh, wearing my son's uh, exercise watch, walking up and down the stairs uh, and around the house. Yeah, there was one day where I did like 2,000 steps and then uh, there were some days where I did none. Um, but yeah, still trying to keep up the momentum that we had from two weeks ago. So by the coming Tuesday, it would be day 15 right? So it should be safe for us to go out. So still under self-quarantine for another two days. Uh, also, I've been learning a lot about computers because my son's computer, he said that it ran out of memory and he thinks it is like hard disk memory or something. But I think uh, what it meant was it was out of RAM because he only had eight gigs of RAM. So I'm like, ah, yeah, time to uh, upgrade his computer. Uh, so I bought new RAM through Lazada, opened up his computer, jammed the RAM in there. Um, I I was kind of careful. I turned everything off. I made sure I had no static on me. I don't know whether the one that I bought was like ill-fitting one or what. It took quite some effort to get it in there. It took me like more than half an hour of trying. Uh, but it works now. Yeah, so he's got like uh, 40 gigs of RAM now. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, but I was almost late for a stream with uh, Saul. I think like I I was like, okay, looking at my phone and I'm like, okay, I, I got like 10 minutes left to get this in here. It was almost like diffusing a bomb, you know. I was like, okay, 10 minutes left. You're going to get in this, get this in here, close the case, turn everything back on. The last time I looked at the, my phone, it was like uh, one fifty eight. And I was like, two minutes, and I still haven't gotten this thing in. Finally, it, it did snap in there, and it wasn't loose or anything. I was like, finally, finally, it fit properly. Closed everything up, and I told my son, plug everything back in and turn it on. I was like, this could be a, an educational moment. Okay, let him try. Let him try to get it in there. And uh, towards the, as I was getting desperate, and I was running out of time, and I was supposed to uh, start streaming with Saul, I was like, Okay, that's not how you do it. Come, let me do it. I, here's how you do it. And just just hit his hand out of the way and and like forget about the, the educational moment. Forget about the learning uh, opportunity. Forget about the parenting, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's we have to do this now. You know, it, it was, yeah, I wasn't proud of that, but uh, it had to be done. Um, oh, I also backed up our photos. I, I bought another external hard drive to back up all our photos because uh, they've just been sitting in there and they are kind of like spread over a few smaller um, older hard drives yeah and I thought like okay I just want one that is just as big as this one like five gigs and can store all our photos over the years from like 1999 until 2020 right like um, photos and videos nowadays like in the old days, we only had photos. Now we have videos as well to worry about. And videos are so much bigger, right? They take up so much more space. Uh, as, especially since I got the GoPro and I was like basically videoing everything. Um, I don't keep the original footage. I kind of make a video that's more coherent out of all that footage and then keep that copy and then delete everything else. And then I, yeah, I've been backing up our our things and then uh seeming was like um she was like okay i'll leave you to it and i'm like yes please leave me to it because uh because seeming doesn't know anything about she doesn't know what a file is what a folder is she just like uh snaps you know she just presses the button on the camera and 
magically all these files back themselves up because of me, right? Um, yeah, so I have to do all that. And uh, and then, of course, she had to come over and have a look. And she was like, hey, you're using Seagate. Um, don't use Seagate. Use, um, use something else. And I'm like, the reason I'm using Seagate is like, because we used to use Western Digital and you said that was no good. Now I'm using Seagate and you say Seagate is no good. Okay, you tell me what to use. I was getting pissed off, right? Then she went on Facebook or she went on WhatsApp to ask her friends because she's got like 5,000 friends and she's going to, you know, crowdsource this idea. Like, what to use? So the, and then she, she sent me this, she forwarded this message from one of her computer expert friends. He said, use Western Digital because um, actually all hard drives are prone to failure. Um, but Western Digital, because they have their... They're based in Malaysia. They have their service center in Malaysia, right? They have their factories in Malaysia. They have service center in Malaysia. So at least the service is um, fast and good. So basically, the answer was that all hard drives are the same. That's that's the answer. Uh, but use Western Digital was was the ironic answer that I got. Like finally, when she found all found out what to use, it was like use Western Digital. I'm like that's the, the whole reason I'm not using Western Digital was like you said it was shit, right? That's why I switched to Seagate and now you say like use Western Digital. So I was getting pissed off and and then she was like sheepishly she said like Yeah, I I think I mixed up the two brands. I, I meant don't use Seagate. Uh <laughs> so basically I, I just felt how I always feel when I'm uh talking to Seeming is there's no point in trying to be right. I'm always gonna be wrong. Yeah, that's that's the lesson there. Don't do stupid things. That's her favorite phrase. And uh it's something I laugh about now, but before I wrote a joke about it, I was, uh, yeah, it pissed me off and it was always bugging me, like subconsciously. But then when I was able to put it into words, I'm like, ah, this situation's pretty funny. Yeah, I backed up the photos. I'm very proud of myself. I found a virus in there, actually. Um, this virus that I thought we got rid of years ago was still in there. I was like, ah, okay, this thing is in our hard drive. So, uh, yeah, I scanned the hell out of that hard drive. Like, I scanned it, like, five times this week. Um, make sure it's not in there. And, uh, yeah, I don't think it's in there anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm still using the same cameras. I did think about... Uh, I was tempted before this Sabah trip to uh, get a better camera. But uh, in the end, it was like, nah, we're just going to use it for this once. And then uh, it's going to end up as a webcam, just like this camera that I'm using now. And, uh, yeah, there's no... I don't see any compelling reason to upgrade if it's gonna end up being a webcam i already have a pretty decent one so i'm learning every day about computers and i'm learning every day more about cameras and and also about um twitch and zoom and and all this streaming stuff um this week my plan is to actually talk to some twitch streamers i am quite proud of myself because this morning i actually finally uh messaged them to invite them onto the show uh, none of them have replied, but that's okay because um, nowadays I try to not worry too much about that. I just try to associate the positive feeling of having done the work with just having done the work, right? And the work is inviting people to the show. I, I, I know it sounds tr trivial, but it's actually a major part of uh, my week is actually sending messages and asking people, hey, do you want to come on to the show? And then replying those messages, it sounds like something anybody can do. It's a very simple job. Anybody can do it. Um, but it is a major part of the work 
um, it doesn't sound like a lot of work as well. But mentally, if I think about the stress that I used to have associated with it, it's like, oh, they might say no, um, and then I gotta find someone else. Yeah, actually, it, it's a major part of the the work in the sense that it is a it, it used to be a stressful thing. Uh, today, I was pretty proud of myself for like, okay, I did it. You know, they might all say no. They might all not even reply. That's okay. At least I did it, and I can move on. Uh, if by tomorrow nobody has replied, fine. I will think of another plan rather than just sitting there wondering like, should I do it? Should I? Should I not do it? Right. So yeah, I invited like four Twitch streamers, and um, I'm gonna learn about Twitch a little bit more. Uh, I already kind of have an idea. Like I have a Twitch account, and I have streamed on it, like uh, to play a game before. But uh, I want to do more than that. I want to um, try something different. I don't want to just game. And I'm also looking at comedy streams on Twitch. I found one called Comedy Hub. Seems pretty good, and uh, yeah, I saw my friend uh, performing. He was closing the show this morning. Uh, his name is Chris Turner. So if you guys look up rap comedian Chris Turner, you will you will find him. He is he's big on YouTube. He's um, he came to Malaysia to perform um, around I think I want to say 2014. Check it out, Chris Turner, um, great. Comedian, my favorite rapper, basically my favorite um, freestyle rapper. I, as an audience member, if if I was to be objective, I would go on Twitch, and if I saw my own game stream, I wouldn't be that compelled to continue watching, because uh, I'm not an expert in the game that I was playing. I'm not learning anything from watching this person play. Uh, if I'm watching myself play, um, and if and also, it's it's not that entertaining, right? It's it doesn't have the entertainment value, and it doesn't have the um, information value. I have watched some gaming Twitch streams before. I have watched some Hearthstone streams years ago, and I've watched some uh, StarCraft Two streams uh, a couple of weeks back. And those were because I wanted to learn how to be a better player. Um, but in terms of entertainment value, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, I'm bored now. Uh, let's go on Twitch and uh, just watch a, someone game. Uh, normally, I wouldn't do that. I think I like watching YouTube videos, but as a content creator, I prefer to stream because uh, I'm better at streaming than I am at planning a video and shooting it and editing it and making sure all the scenes uh, are coherent, you know. It's just easier to stream. You just sit in front of the computer and think about what you want to say and say it, right? Rather than planning like all the shots and like what does what needs to be in the scene, what is the camera angle and all that. Uh, I'm not good at that yet. Yeah. So yeah, as a content creator, I prefer Twitch, but as a, as an audience member, I prefer YouTube. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping to change that. I'm hoping to be a better YouTuber. But at the same time, I'm hoping to learn about Twitch as well and uh, join that community. Oh, one more person I uh, also invited is the, you know, the Dr. Yu who won the eSports in the SEA Games. In the SEA Games, there was an eSports event for Hearthstone and a Malaysian won it. He was a lecturer. Yeah, so I, I stalked him on Facebook and I, I messaged him. So hopefully he replies and we'll see. We'll have a chat. Um, if not... Yeah, at least I tried. At least I asked, right? Uh, so that's my attitude now. It's like, um, 
I put a lot of emphasis into the work and not so much into the results because uh, I don't want to go crazy. I, I used to do that. And I'm like, oh, what if it doesn't reply? You know, what does that mean? It's it's no good. It it doesn't help at all. So now I'm just like, okay, good job, Sim. You got the work done. You uh you uh, send out those messages and. Uh, if they don't reply, um, yeah, come up with another plan. Uh, talk to other people and invite other people. Um, this week, I talked to Dustin Wood again. That was uh, It's always fun talking to Dustin Wood. Well, I talked to Jimmy Earl again. I talked to Saul Trujillo. Um, and I talked to Justin Rivera. Yeah, Justin was another one that I, I was like, okay, uh, I asked him for like uh, four or five days, he didn't reply. And I was like, okay, I guess he's not replying. Um, just let that go, right? And then and then he replied like uh, the day before. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so when are you free? He's like, I'm always, like, I'm, I'm free like uh, tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. That's why normally Saturday, I would just like relax and just read the news, play a quiz or whatever, right? Um, but Saturday, yesterday was Saturday, but we talked to Justin Rivera. Uh, very interesting. Um, asked him a bunch of questions about comedy and magic. Um, yeah, those were the people I talked to. I also watched the U.S. presidential debate. I asked my American friends like what they thought about it. And basically, they all just shake their head and say it was a shit show. And I kind of agree. But at the same time, I kind of had very low expectations as well. I'm like, ah, it's Trump, right? It's And it's Biden, right? So it's kind of like, what are you going to expect? It's interesting for me to watch it because I'm not American. But if I was American, you know, if I was living in America, having to deal with the policies every day, I wouldn't want to watch it. Actually, it's too close to home. In a way, nothing was surprising in there. Even the fact that um, Trump was asked to his face, uh, whether he denounces white supremacists, he didn't. You know, he just kind of, he just kind of dodged that question. And uh, four or five years ago, that would have like been super interesting to me and super like you know, it's kind of surprising to me. But nowadays, we kind of know him through his tweets and through his, all the things he says in the media. It's not surprising anymore, right? I I didn't expect any better. Okay. I'm going to take a look at some comments here. Where are my comments? Jimmy Earl, what's the vibe over in the USA now with Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis? Uh, Jimmy Earl, not surprised. Poetic justice. That's what Justin said as well. He's not surprised. And, um, because you guys see him all the time just like not wearing a mask, meeting like a few hundred people a day. Like what's going to happen, right? Uh, he's rolling the dice several dozen times a day. Yeah. So what's going to happen? It's in like for me as well, in hindsight, yeah, it, it is. Eh, we we would have been foolish to expect him not to catch it at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Trump has COVID and um, I, I don't wish for anybody to, you know, get hurt or get sick or die. But at the same time, it's kind of like, can you imagine like when he recovers, if if he recovers and when he recovers, right? Like the size of his ego. Can you imagine that? Like, I don't know, like uh, whether it's going to be good for the world to have to deal with that. Like they would have to widen the, the White House doors for his head to fit through when he recovers from this uh, COVID-19. Yeah. Also, my wife is very worried. There's just this feeling right now in Malaysia. People are angry. 
that our numbers are getting high again. I think, uh, was it yesterday? It was uh, up to 300, which is higher than it's ever been. Um, we closed down the country when it was like at about 100, right? And now it's like much higher than that. So the the thinking is we might close down the country again. We might go into a MCO again. There is that fear and there is that frustration. And people are upset, you know. It's like, oh, we were doing so well. What happened? And then, uh, of course, there's going to be blame. And one of the blame is uh, people who have not been taking the MCO seriously. And uh, I think some of that is directed at me and Siming as well, because we did go to Sabah, right? Where uh, at that time, starting to be a lot of COVID cases in Lahat Datu and Tawau. We were in Tawau and we did pass by the outskirts of Lahat Datu. And also we passed by Kuna just for like a couple minutes. So when we got back, you know, we just stayed in our house and uh, it's been almost two weeks and uh, we don't seem to have COVID. I don't think we got it. Uh, I can still not say for certain, but I don't think we got it. But there is, I, I do feel a lot of judgment. It's like, oh, all these people, it's their fault. You know, they went to, they went to Sabah, you know, they didn't take the thing seriously. And now we have like um, all these cases. Yeah, and the way my the way Seeming is describing it, it's like our neighbors almost believe like we invented COVID or something, right? So, I mean, that's that's the way Seeming is describing it to me. And I'm like, ah, okay. So, uh, yeah, everybody hates us now, right? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that, you know. I, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. One way is that, okay, we didn't spread it. As far as I know, we didn't spread it. You know, uh, we, we went there, we were home for two weeks after that, we didn't have any contact with anybody. The other way of looking at it is like, well, there were people who went to Sabah and came back and then, you know, and then uh, now that's obviously somebody spread it, right? But the thing is, what they were doing and what we were doing aren't that different. So how are we to say that we are better than them, right? You know what I mean? It's just, maybe we got lucky. Their only crime is that they didn't get lucky and we did. So maybe we can be lumped in with them in that sense. And maybe we are guilty, right? So that is, uh, that's what's been on my mind this week. Angie uh, Kita says, Do you plan to bring Lin on for a chat? She must have so many great stories to share. I do plan to talk to Lin again because uh, the last time I spoke to Lin Ruth, she uh, said that her birthday was in two months. In fact, her birthday is, I looked it up, it's exactly a week from now. So um, yeah, I want to speak to her either on her birthday or before her birthday. I think she did mention that she want to do that. Yeah, she has lots of friends, but uh, she she wants to talk to some of her Malaysian friends. So I'm going to try to yeah gather the gang together to, to uh, kind of celebrate with her. Man, yeah, that COVID thing is, I don't know, I guess... If pe I think the human nature is you always got to find someone to blame and then you feel better, right? And um, I understand that. I'm like that as well. Um, yeah, it's always, it's never like, well, the situation is like this and, um, you know, that's, that's the way it is, which is sad. It's much more satisfying, I guess, if you say like, well, the situation is fucked up and it's these people's fault, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I understand that. And Seeming was telling me this this morning that the UK has 
12,000 cases, new cases a day. Yeah, it is a big number, but then um, it's not the highest. I think America has more, but then it, you got to count per capita as, again, to be fair. But I remember when Italy went up to 18,000 cases, but they weren't talking about new cases in one day. They were talking about 18,000 total cases. And there were all these articles back then. This was like in March, right? There were all these articles about, oh, we should have taken it more seriously. You guys, Italy was very good in that they were very transparent. Um, there was a lot of news coming out of Italy about like, oh man, we made this mistake. You guys better not make the same mistake as us. They were, they were very good in that sense, right? Yeah, but back then it was like 18,000 total cases was a big deal. That was like, they were like, oh, we went into stage six where we had 18,000 total cases and, uh, and, and people died, right? Uh, some people died, I think. And now that seems small now, right? But then I guess it seems small because maybe if you count total cases, you got to take like the time frame. And uh, we have had so many months to reach 18,000. Uh, whenever we reach 18,000, we have way past 18,000 already, I think. Um, and every country has like passed that number already but because we had more time to reach there but uh yeah it was a big deal but nowadays we're talking about twelve thousand daily cases that is if you compare like if you go back in march and tell someone that oh the uk has twelve thousand daily cases their head would explode they can't they cannot process that kind of number right so earlier this year remember how the UK government responded to uh, the pandemic, right? It seemed to me, and I, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but it seemed to me like they were kind of playing a game, but it was also a kind of an inhumane, dangerous game that they cannot admit to, which is there is this possibility that the administration was trying to allow like the pandemic the, the disease uh, to help weed out their non-working population. It, that thought did cross my mind, right? And it is, that is a, an example of a very Machiavellian um, way of ruling because to the country, to the populace in the long run, you're actually being a good ruler in the sense that you are going to have a more productive workforce after that. But the, the bad thing is, of course, a lot of people are going to die, right? And Which is not good. Um, but in the bigger picture, maybe it's like there might be someone, if they are a Machiavellian, uh, who would see this as a good thing, right? It's like, um, yeah, we would have a much more overall productive um, and efficient uh, populace. If the disease just uh, kills people who are 70 and above. I know, terrible thought. But at the same time, if this was just a computer simulation, if it, this is just you're playing a game of, let's say, civilization or something, it's it would be kind of logical. Yeah, but I know, very inhumane, terrible. Uh, but very Machiavellian. 
Um, Angie say, Sim, please don't beat yourself up about your trip. At least you and Siming have the good sense to quarantine yourselves. Uh, Bing says, yes, Sim, don't beat yourself up. That's our job. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'll leave it to you guys to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's no point. Like, um, I mean, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like, it's always easy to judge someone in hindsight, I guess. It's like, um, yeah. It's, it's easy for me to do it too. Like, I could easily say, like, uh, oh, you guys shouldn't have done this or that. Um, but then in this case, I did exactly the same thing. So I, I can't judge them, right? Like, those, those two uh, bank officers, who uh, the one from CIMB and the one from uh, UOB, uh, the couple who went uh, snorkeling in Sampurna, came back. Was it Siparan or Sampurna? I forgot. And then they came back and then they... They, they were COVID positive, right? I could easily point to them and say like, oh, you, you guys shouldn't have gone scuba, you know, in, over there, or you should have worn your mask. Or else. I could say that, but for all I know, they did exactly the same thing as us. They wore their mask, you know, they tried, not to, they tried to sanitize their hands as much as they could, but they still got it. Who am I to judge, right? Or I could just judge some other people who got COVID some other way, but because they did something different from what I did, then I can judge them, right? It's it's easy to look back in hindsight and say, "Oh, I'm I'm so much smarter than you. Look at you. What what? Did, why did you do this? Why did you do this? You moron!" Like, yeah, it's easy to say that. Um, I try not to do that. I try to be aware if I'm doing that. But uh, I also realize, like, it's it's human nature. It's something that we we can all do, and we have all done from one time to another. Yeah. Pat Fern says, hey, scuba diving is the safest thing to be doing, okay? Uh, why do you say that, Pat Fern? Because, yeah, because you're in the water, right? You, you're in your own uh, atmosphere, basically. You're breathing your own air. You're not sharing air with anyone. Um, I did ask the guy uh, when we went snorkeling. I'm like, uh, this is COVID-free, right? I, wa I wasn't, like, joking. I was actually only, like, partially I mean, I said it in like a, not a confrontational way, but in a way, I, I wanted his answer. I was like, yeah, this, this is COVID-free, right? And uh, the guy said like they actually um, washed the thing with that tall. So uh, yeah, it should kill all the, all, and then they dry it. So it should be, uh, it should kill all the germs and uh, whatever's on it should be dead. Um Basically, he, it was all washed. It wasn't just like, oh, the last person used it, now you guys use it. Um, yeah, Petron says you're totally isolated. Yeah. Unless you share equipment, right? Then there is that risk. Uh, yeah, I think so, right? Or usually you have all your own stuff. Yeah. If you're renting stuff, then uh, they would have cleaned everything up um, unless they are so irresponsible that in the middle of a pandemic, they are still not cleaning their equipment between customers. Then, yeah, then what are you going to say, right? Uh, Angie says, if we have to go back to full lockdown, any plans if this happens? I hope not. I, I'm looking forward to going rock climbing again. I really don't want this to happen. And also, I although I don't plan to go to the comedy clubs like super regular, like, uh, like how Mike has been, uh, I do plan on going every now and then. And uh, if that's taken away, that's going to be sad as well. So uh, for me, just selfishly thinking about myself, 
I hope not. I hope that we are not going into lockdown again. But if it does go into lockdown, I'll, I'll be streaming. I'll be streaming a lot. I'll be streaming daily, at least once a day. Um, yeah, maybe I'll... There'll be a round where I just uh, talk to local comedians again since uh, they, they're stuck at home. Um, there'll be one round of doing that. Yeah, and then I'll think about what else to do. And I'll, I'll learn about... I'm still learning about Twitch and all these things. And um, it's a, Twitch seems like a young people's playground. I feel like I'm an old guy trying to learn about that. And I don't know whether that's creepy <laughs> to them, you know, from their point of view. Um, yeah, if I don't get any answers from any of the Twitch streamers, then uh, then I think the answer is, yeah, maybe that's a bit creepy. Um, yeah, but uh, Twitch is, uh, Sam is on it and uh, Stephen Bones is on it. Uh, but they are they are younger than me. But uh, they are not just younger than me in age, but they they game, you know, so they, they, they fit in more to the culture. Um, whereas me, I'm like, uh, I want to get onto this platform, but I don't know anything about it. And so their, their question for me is going to be like, why? Why do you, <laughs> you want to get on this platform if you don't know anything about it, right? Uh, but I... I do feel like it would be something for me because uh, because I know how to stream. I, I know how to just yak in front of a uh, in front of a camera now. So there is that. And uh, yeah, hopefully I know how to be funny. So uh, there is that. So yeah, I, I'm trying to hook up with Twitch streamers who are not necessarily gaming and uh, seeing what they're doing and talking about what they're doing. I am quite interested in that. But for this round, the four people I'm talking to, I think they are all gamers. Um, Twitch is a funny place. You're you're a gamer, but you also have uh, one day of the week where you're just talking to your friends or your fans on the just chatting channel. So it's um, it's like everybody's there to build their own, you know, um, fan base or their own cult. Uh, so I, it's very interesting. It's, really interesting to me uh i think youtube is harder because you need some skills you need some filmmaking editing skills to keep up with the quality that other people have put into it yeah rishad would be surreal to suddenly be back in march could happen as early as next week i think i don't know what the plan is i think I, i'm just when it happens i'm going to try and figure it out for at least for me, um, but I can't. I can't look into. I don't know why, but I can't look into the future and think like, okay, if this happens, then this is the plan. Uh, I think there's a part of me that's trying not to think about it. Yeah, been watching so many YouTube videos, man, about computers. I've been watching uh, channels like uh, Linus Tech Tips, uh, Epos Vox. Uh, yeah, it's almost become a habit. After a while, I noticed this. Sometimes I would watch something on uh, YouTube, like uh, or someone or some channel on YouTube, and it's because I'm looking for some specific information, like uh, how do you use OBS or what is the best OBS plugins to download or things like that, right? But then the the channel or the person is uh. It's very compelling. It's got this energy and it's got this um, persona. 
And then I end up uh, watching all their videos. Um, and then I end up looking forward to their next video. So it's like, oh, Apple's Vox has a new video. Uh, Harris Heller has a new video. You know, um, Linus has a new video. I, yeah, and then I get drawn in that way. Not even though I'm not necessarily looking to answer any specific questions anymore. I feel like I, I already know what everything, more or less, what I need to know about computers is like. Ah, but Linus has a new video. Let's let's see what he's talking about. You know. So yeah, that's that's how. Uh, YouTube kind of draws me in. Okay, I'm going to record, press the record button again, and I'll say this. So that was this episode. I'll see you guys next episode on The Beauty of Ugly next week. Bye.